What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis, maybe? Do we have a a less grumpy Adam Ronis tonight than we did yesterday? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you had to bring it up and fucking mention it before the podcast, but yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I Listen, it's not that I wanted to bring it up. I just, I was trying to gauge to see like where where your mindset's at because uh, I'm going to shout out to Red Rum because I know he listens nah, to the podcast, right? He listens to the podcast and then comes at you through me on Twitter to uh, to needle you some more uh, about the whole thing. So I just I wanted to see where you were at. I'm see if you were if you were equally angry. Here's the bottom line, okay? It's not excuses. It's facts. We all know this. We've all been there. And I would admit it if it was me. And I know you would too. When you get into the playoffs, sometimes you get the better draw or you're on the wrong side. I've been on the wrong side of the bracket in my home league three straight years. It's a fact. I've been putting up huge points, 252, and lost because my opponent had 265. He had 208 on the other side. So he would have lost to either of us. He got the fortunate draw. Same thing happened last year. Put up 224. I go up against the guy get a 249. So it's not excuses. It's facts. What I'm saying is facts. And we all know that. We've said it years on our radio shows, on this podcast. There's an element of luck in fantasy, whether it's the schedule or whatever it is. And in this case, we see it in the playoffs. It happens all the time. You see one side of the bracket in the semis where high scoring game and both teams, uh, if they played the other side, would have won. And there's no reason not to say, yeah, I caught a break. That's how it goes, whatever it is, you know, but by, and, and for me, what I'm saying is a fact. It's part of the game. There's nothing you can do and it's over with, but to sit there and, you know, trash my team that would have, would have spanked his, nah, I'm not going to deal with that shit. Um, you know, let me ask you a question here, because, you know, in, in all of our conversation, we talk about trying to, you know, get luck out of, you know, the, the, the situation, you know, we had a, we had a conversation also on the show on fantasy alarm today, which I'll bring up to you an alternative to multiple matchups each week and get your thoughts there. But, you know, you talk about the, the randomness of the schedule and yeah, the schedule is random. Like, is there any other way to do a schedule for, for, you know, a a league that starts fresh or, or, or that starts fresh every year? Yeah, double headers. I've said it. I mean, that helps offset it. Again, it does it completely, but I've been doing it in my home league. I don't know how long I'd have to go back, but years ago. Um, and I've always brought it up. And some people are like, oh, I like that idea. How do you do it? What site? I don't think you can on Yahoo and ESPN. I do it on myfantasyleague.com. Um, I'm sure I would think CBS maybe has that. But yeah, there's victory points. There's, there's systems. Again, I know... The thing is, there's casual leagues, office leagues, and I know they kind of don't want to get into it and complicated. But I have to think a lot of people that listen to us on this podcast, subscribe to Fantasy Long, they're more than casual players. So I would think they would be interested in something like that. But yeah, there's a multitude of ways to do it. Again, and we spoke about it on yesterday's, and I am going to put it up for vote for next year. A three-week championship between four teams, total points. Again, high-stakes leagues do it like that. Well, they, they do it more... First 14 weeks, you take your total points, divide it by 14. That's your average for the season. So you have that going into the postseason. And then you add your totals from weeks 15, 16, and 17 to that. And that's the champion. I wouldn't even mind doing it that way. But 
I just think it's better because we see it all the time um, that you have a, a team that goes off, puts up a huge number, loses because another team went off. And then on the other side of the bracket, you have low scores. So why do we have to settle it one week? I know we do that in the regular season, but why not expand it? You know, again, that does off something a lot. I'm up for that idea. I, I have no problem with that. Again, I've played in the high stakes leagues and they do that format. I love it. I love it. Um, a couple of other suggestions, you know, kind of along those lines, curious as to what you think. Instead of doing double headers, that you just you 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 have your head-to-head matchup. And then if it's a 12-team league, the top six point scorers, they get a second win. And the bottom six point scores get an automatic get a get a, a loss. Yeah, I'm good with that. It's kind of similar, I guess, to victory points. Yeah, uh, I'm. So good you with could that you too. could get you could be zero and two. You could be one and one. You could, you could lose your matchup and get that extra win there. But you could also you could lose your matchup and you could get the win, or you know the other way. Like you could win your matchup and then still take another loss because you had a, a shitty point total. I'm good with that too. I mean, I think it's similar to doubleheaders, but you could also, you know, you could have the 10th most points and happen to play the team with the 11th and 12th and kind of get lucky to get two wins. So I see that side of it, too. But, yeah, look, I'm up for any of that. Anything to decrease the luck. Again, there's not a lot of there's some luck involved, but like anything in life, there's some luck involved. A timing, you know, relationships, Mm -hmm. jobs. Timing is everything. Who do you know? And, but I do clearly believe that fantasy sports and specifically fantasy football is absolutely a game of skill. There's a reason why you see the same people win constantly or near the top constantly. It's not because they're lucky. It's because they have a skill, they have a process, and it works, right? So, but at, when you get to a certain point, yeah, there's an element of luck involved. There's no doubt about it. And you want to try and eliminate as much luck as possible. You're never going to completely get rid of it 100%, but some of the things we're discussing can help decrease that because, you know, if I'm in a three-week championship now in my home league, you know, I'm probably near the top, right? You know, put up 252. I'm ahead of the two other teams now. Yeah, so... I just think that helps offset it. I know there's some people like, no, play head to head. You beat who you're supposed to be like, like, like this is a game where we have schemes and we're playing opponents and we devise up game plans. All right. On Ronis's side, I'm going to take out his quarterback. Uh, we got to take, you know what I mean? Come on, man. There's some, there's some dudes who play like that, who sit there. Like how many times you get that question being like, should I start this guy? Because my opponent's starting that guy. Yeah. I don't worry about that. I just think I don't either. I think it's dumb. Like, oh, well, so my opponent has Kyler Murray and I have DeAndre Hopkins. Should I bench him? Yeah, bench him. Go ahead. Do that. That's really going to work out when Hopkins scores two touchdowns, 100 yards on your bench. Right. No, I mean, well, that doesn't make sense to sit a guy because of that. But like, you know, like I've had people who are like, you know, should I should I start um, K.J. Osborne instead of Antonio Brown this week, you know, because my opponent's got Kirk Cousins, so it counters some of Cousins' points. Like that's that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't deal that. with that either. I I don't. What about? How about this one here? I was curious as to uh, as to what you would think on this one. Uh, what have you just? You know, your 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 regular season is your regular season. It's head to head. 
you do get that last team still gets in based on points, but you reseed the brackets based on total points scored. So the top, like everybody, you know, that those teams will get in. If you've got a division winners who automatically get in, then fine. You've got them, but you're, you're, you're reseeding your, your six teams get in in the playoffs. You reseed it based on total points. So the top two top point scores, they get the buy, and then you just you play it that way. Um, yeah, you could do that. I mean, it's a little similar to what we do in the GST. Um, we do the top record gets the one seed, and then out of the next teams, the most points gets the two. Oftentimes, those usually are the two top point getters. Uh, I think that w- it was definitely the case in my GST league. I think it was in yours too. So, but it's not always going to work out that way. Um, but yeah, again, I'm I'm fine with all that stuff. Uh, I'm usually up for almost all these changes. Yeah. I just think we can't do top six records. I mean, guys, like that's so old now, man. Like it's just not the way to go. And I don't, and I, I don't understand the pushback on it either. It's like, if you've been playing this game for a long time, you had have to be in a scenario where top six records get in and you were one of those teams with a ton of points that missed out on record. And if that doesn't bother you and you're okay with it, I, I don't know what to tell you, but the I, people I, who push back on that are the people who don't want, who think that you have to like strategize differently or, you know, whatever it is, like the people who push back on it, who just want to just leave it the way it is. And we've always played like this. So why do we, you know, why do we have to change? Like, like those are the people who just, they don't, they don't, they, they, they overthink it. They think it's, it's more complicated than it actually is. And so they're just, they're against the change. They're just, you know, like people are inherently against change and it makes zero sense in any way, shape or form. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make sense to me. You know, you always want to do something to improve anything. And again, I think there are ways to improve fantasy football. Well, there are definitely ways that you can improve fantasy football. Like, I mean, we just, you know, it's 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 very much needed, right? It's very very much needed that we just, it's, you know, I mean, listen, things are. It's it's a great game. It's a great sport. If you can make it better, then make it better, and don't be, you know, don't be so so resistant to it. Maybe it's maybe you've got like that person in your league who it's it's never happened to, right? Like they've never gotten screwed because of it, or you know, whatever they've been on, like the 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 good side of you know they got lucky and and they ended up like you know squeezing out into the playoffs. I I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand people who absolutely refuse change, like or you know, like don't even want to discuss it. That like, drives me nuts. Like my position and what happened to me this weekend. If that wasn't you in that spot, how would you feel? What do you mean? That I had. 252 points. I had a great week. That that would be going. That would have been the third highest score of the season in the regular season, 252. And then my opponent has 265. And then you see the other side of the bracket. The winner has 208. Like, how do you feel when you see when that happens to you? And again, it's happened to me three straight years now. Right. But you're in the playoffs, though, and you have points allowed. Like at that point there, I mean, there's there's like the only other change is to do what you want to do and just make it all points. You want playoffs all points. That's it. You just that take 
to you that takes the the you know the randomness or the luck or the seating or anything like that out of it. You want to remove the entire head-to-head process for the league. I mean, so why not just play in a in a in a roto league? Because no one wants to do that shit. That's essentially what the high stakes leagues. It is total points, basically. The records do matter to get in a certain aspect, but once you get now, it's total points. I don't know if you saw our boy Chris McCarrow's second overall in the NFFC primetime. No, you know what? Paul Spiteri is third overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he That's uh, Andy Spiteri's brother. Oh, is it his brother? It is his brother. Oh, wow. Yeah, he hit me up today. We were talking about it. He was telling me that he's uh, third in the primetime. Yeah, that is uh, that Andy, Andy Spiteri's brother. Okay, yeah. So Chris is second. Kimra Schleicher is fifth. She's a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Matt Modica has two teams, seventh and eighth. Uh, Chad Schroeder, who's one of the best high stakes players, is tenth. So a lot of familiar names up there. I'm uh, I'm pulling for Paul Spiteri. Sorry. I got a root for Chris, man. That's my boy. I know he's your boy, but I'm telling you, I put like a side wager on. What's the what's the no? Point I don't even know their fucking teams. Two. Why am I gonna put a side wager for, bro? Dave, you wanna you you wanna bet on everything nowadays, huh? Just with you, come on! <laughs> I just want to go head to head with you here. <laughs> we're going head to head in picks wise. We are. We're tied, except I've got more wins than you. Yeah, we're still we still have the same amount of points. Right, but I got more wins. We have the same amount of points, and it says two next to you and two next to me and two yeah, whoever the. We gotta find the tiebreaker. We gotta, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna send an email and find out that once and for all. I gotta find out when I Ron, to, and I'm gonna write to, to them. I'm gonna write to them and be like, when Ronis and I finish tied for first, what's the point? What's the what's the tiebreaker here? We split first and second place prize. Wait, man! Not if I have more wins than you. All right. What if I finish with more wins than you? You won't. I'm going 10 and 0 next two weeks. So am I, Adam. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm hitting my two-pointer each time as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right, we got we got some work to do, man. We got to get past this dude. No, man. Yeah, man, we do. We got to get past him. How about this one? Serious XM Host League. Um the championship in host league one is Justin Fensterman against Jim Bowden. Really? Yeah. How shitty is that league that Fensty made the finals? Fensty, Fensty was the points leader the entire season. Oh my season. God. That was absolutely the JV league then. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was like sixth in points and I was second to last based on record. Oh man. Like if you were doing, if you were doing playoffs by points in that league, I would have been in there. I had more points than uh, than the last two teams that were sitting. Oh, in the so playoffs. they just did top six records. Um, yeah. Oh boy, come on, man, got to do better. Oh no, 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 no! Last place, actually, last playoff spot got in on points because that's how Bowden got in. Oh, the final spot. Okay. Yeah, final spot was based on the on points for uh, for that. I had I had set it up that way last year, and fortunately, Deutsch just copied the league over. So all of that remained in there. So Bowden got in on points, and now it's it's Bowden versus Fancy. It's a fantasy alarm versus alarm after hours, <clears throat> and we're already starting our campaign to go against Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm sure he'll bring it up. Oh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. 
Ronus, what do you think of this? I, Justin Fensterman, landed into the finals, and I'm playing against Jim Bowden. Yeah, I'll (laughs) help him make a bad decision. Oh, oh, shit. Will Adam Ronus actually help Fensty make a bad decision? Throw the game Jim Bowden's way? We'll discuss that right after this commercial break. Dude, I would give my left nut for you to steer Fensty in a total wrong direction on a play. He gave me credit uh, Thursday night after the show. Oh, thank you. Because of you, I was going to start this guy, and I looked at the rankings, and you had Jeff Wilson higher, and I started him. I'm like, dude, you don't need to give me credit for that. It's not like I had Jeff Wilson. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's Jeff Wilson. He's like, no, but you, you helped me. I'm like, all right, whatever. I didn't think it was a big deal, but. He did. He's like, you can't take credit. I'm giving you credit. You won't take it. I'm like, because you shouldn't throw a parade for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I had Jeff Wilson. I don't know. 16, 17. Like, come on. I forgot who it was. Who was it over? It was probably some shit running back that was 15 spots lower. And he was probably considering him. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but I had said, because I didn't think, look, the thing with Wilson last week, I'm like, you need him to score to come through because he's not this explosive runner that's going to break off a 50 yard run. Wilson has to find the end zone or he's not going to help you. He found the end zone that week. He found the end zone that week. He had the great matchup. I think was it the week before he faced the Texans and he had a really good game. And the week before that, he had a tough opponent and he didn't have a good game. So, you know, the bottom line is he's got to find the end zone. He's not going to give you 140 yards against those solid defense. So, you know, it worked out for him. As luck would have it. There you go. And I don't even know, you know, Elijah Mitchell could be back this week. So, you know, I got to tell you, man, I'm actually that that situation in San Francisco really makes me nervous because so I'm in the finals in the Bourbon Bowl. Right. It's a a two week final. Uh, You know, I'm ahead by 10 points. But now, I mean, I've got. Debo Samuel. And now, so it's, it's Trey Lance. Who's not, you know, he's not a good passer. Um, He does like to run on his own. And, you know, if Elijah Mitchell were to come back, I'm done for there with Debo because I'd be like screwed at the mercy of a, of a Trey Lance showing. Ugh. Yeah. I would think though, that they would definitely give Debo carries. They're not going to sit there and be like, oh, well, he's not getting the ball. They'll definitely give him the carries, no doubt. You 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 got to find it. You saw what he did last week. You've got to find a way to put the ball in his hands. Even if it's short screen passes, let him do it. They'll, they'll find a way, and they'll, they'd give him five to eight carries, even with Mitchell back. I know Mitchell, there was a lot of weeks they gave 25, 30 mm-hmm. touches, but they'll find a way to get Debo involved. But, yeah, with Lance there, I think, you know, the ceiling is lowered a bit unless he's made major improvement. But what we've seen, uh, the limited time, it was pretty bad. And we know Lance uh, is going to run a lot too. So my, my team in this league, I got to tell you, I I love this. This is like one of those. So I, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't get hit hard with injuries or COVID, you know, knock wood on, on the whole thing. Right. Justin Herbert, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb missed two weeks, right? Um, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, um, Adam Thielen. It's a super flex league, so I have Herbert and Stafford, right? So, I mean, it's, you know, I've got this 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 
you know, rock solid team. And I've lost some parts along the way. I think I had Cam Akers in this league uh, also, and uh, and it didn't happen. But I got Antonio Gibson. So sitting there and realizing that it's a two-week championship. Now, because I didn't get hit hard throughout the year, and and even the way the, the bye weeks just kind of lined up pretty easy for me, that the depth that I had that I was working with just, you know, it, it just kept working out. And it was it was great. So I had 78 bid dollars left of like the hundred for the season. I had the most points scored in the league. Right. I mean, the team has just been phenomenal and I, I wasn't doing it with the waiver wire stuff. I mean, there wasn't a lot on the waiver wire because we have these really deep benches, like really deep benches. Um. And so there I was, and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, all right, well, this guy's now on IR and this guy's got a concussion and this guy, blah, blah, blah. And so I have like 78 bid dollars left and the guy I'm playing has nothing left. So <laughs> I just unloaded the rest of my fab budget and added Derek Gore, Duke Johnson, Keyshawn Vaughn, Daria Gumbawale, Josh Palmer. I mean, we've got in this uh, in this league, we've got three flexes and a super flex. So I can just fucking pile up these guys if I need to, because I still have, you know, it's like, I don't know if Friar is coming back from his concussion. And, you know, I, I don't know if Adam Thielen's ankle injury is going to be too much, but I mean, I'm going into championship week with like this fully loaded roster of like, you know, scraping bottom of the barrel there. But as far as depth goes, if I need it, psh- I'm loving it. Yeah, it's certainly fine to take away players on the waiver wire that your opponent might need, uh, especially if they're out of money. Yeah. Oh, and I'm and I'm kind of hoping that this dude actually like kind of thinks that I'm gonna like miss the waiver wire or whatever. I mean, let's see who's he got. He's he's got a really good team, but Tyler Johnson isn't gonna do him any favors, and we'll see about Van Jefferson and. Yeah. Oh, geez. How am I? How shit? How am I? Uh, what call it? How am I? How am I beating this guy? This guy's got a great fucking team. Mahomes, Michelle, Dylan, Justin Jefferson, um, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Rashad Penny. Well, Hill Lamb didn't have big weeks last week. No, they did not. That's Dylan great. didn't do much either. All right. So shit. I think I I I think I need his team to all get COVID right now. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, here's hoping uh I can ride the Cooper Cup train all the way to the championship. That dude, that dude's been ridiculous. It's insane, yeah. I mean that, that's been nuts. Wow. Wow. How does this guy have this team? And where the hell was he in total points? Holy shit. That's no joke, man. That's no joke. This dude, I had get I just rattled off those names, right? I had 2,249.86 points for the year. All right. He had 1753.26. Well, I mean, that, Mahomes, Mahomes didn't have a great fantasy season. No, he did not. He definitely did not. 
that's just crazy. Like 500 points more on the season. Wow, that's mind-boggling. That's fucking crazy. And here I am sweating Debo Samuel now. That's how it goes. <sighs> Do you get any start sick questions today? Not yet, no. Oh, I got a bunch. I got a bunch, and my I kept answering. I said, I'll start the guy who doesn't have COVID. Why are you, like, asking me on a Tuesday when there's no Thursday game? Yeah, man, just got to relax. I mean, things just change, <laughs> change by the minute, man. Nowadays, like, nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. Nothing at all. Ah, uh, yeah. So what else is going on, Adam? You uh, you sweating any uh, any bets right now? You're uh, you what's what's up in the NBA world today? Nah, I mean, I didn't get a chance to follow closely today, and I'm glad because like all of a sudden Andrew Wiggins is back playing for Golden State, so just a lot of last minute stiff stuff. We're starting to get some players back. Evan Mobley is back for Cleveland tonight. Durant will be back for Brooklyn this week, so. Um, but there are still a lot of teams really hit hard by the protocols. I mean, Atlanta keeps losing guys left and right. So um, Minnesota is really shorthanded. They got a nice win last night, but they're currently down 17 to the Knicks in the second quarter. Um, so hopefully they start um, – players start coming back. But just seems like uh, every day more players go on, and it's tough to keep track sometimes. Ooh, it's crazy, right? The NHL started back up finally. I mean, it was only it's only one game being played today, but still. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, the CDC now it's what it's like a five day quarantine instead of a ten day quarantine. So maybe that helps out a little bit more for uh, for for everybody losing players. I'd be freaked out, right? I mean, God, you know, Carson Wentz went on the COVID list today. If Carson Wentz doesn't play. Did you see the uh, the 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 Colts reached out to uh, Philip Rivers people? Yeah, I mean, but there's start. It sounds like now there's a chance though that even the unvaccinated could play this week. Now they've kind of changed some of these rules here. So yeah, it's a five day quarantine period instead of a ten day quarantine period. That's well, huge. Also, but also, they also said that um, if the symptoms are improved for these unvaccinated players, that they could be back. So they're not. It's not the automatic ten days anymore. Well, here's hoping that it doesn't get ugly, right? I mean, kind of two weeks too late, but nevertheless, nevertheless. <laughs> All right. So any uh, any any advice for anybody who's got like a Wednesday waiver or you just are you of the mindset now of just like follow the news and relax? Yeah. And, you know, uh, Daryl Williams, if he's out there, Boston Scott, Keyshawn Vaughn, Derek Gore, you know, guys like that. Isaiah McKenzie, although we'll see what happens now with Beasley and Davis. Maybe they could come back. Um, Josh Palmer. But then again, Mike Williams could come back. K.J. Osborne in case he was dropped. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably in good shape, I would think, if you made the finals depending on your league. So you probably are not going to start one of these guys unless you're really desperate. I mean, I guess it's possible you lost CEH or Daryl Henderson, but Henderson's kind of been 
not someone that you were starting the last couple of weeks anyway. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think you should be, you know, most people should be okay. All right. Well, there you go. So take it easy on yourself. Follow the news, follow all the updates. Adam's got rankings over at fantasyalarm.com. I'll have the watch list. That'll be, that'll be, by the time you're listening to this, the watch list will already be posted. If you, uh, Want to start some early thinking on some DFS? Uh, we got you uh, totally covered over at Fantasy Alarm. And, uh, and you know, listen, I know that you rep uh, Alarm After Hours on SiriusXM, Adam, but, I, again, this, this is all about Bowden beating Fensty. It's all about it. We'll see. I mean... Alarm is a winner in the end. I guess that's all that matters. Alarm right? is the winner. Well, we're we're all we're all winners. <laughs> Do you remember that Seinfeld? Which one was that? They go. They watch the New York Marathon, and this is where George has got the wedding ring going, and uh, and and Jerry says to him, he's like, "I just got an out to not give Elaine the apartment in my building." And I passed it up. Oh, yeah. I am an idiot. <laughs> and then George is like, I just passed up front row seats at the garden for the rest of my life. Uh, guilt-free sex. And then there was something else in there. And he was like, so please, a little respect, for I am Costanza, Lord of the idiots. And then the marathon's going past the uh, the, the building in the uh, time. And some woman, she's like, you're all winners. And George's like, and suddenly a new contender arises. Oh, shit. I love the good stuff like that. All right. That's going to do it for us here. Um, Red Rum, leave Adam alone. Stop poking the bear in the zoo. He's spouting facts. You're spouting whatever. We just do it to get under his skin, man. Stop it. Leave him alone. And uh, Fensty, if you're listening to this podcast, Jim Bowden's going to wipe the floor with you. And uh, yeah. And all sorts of great stuff like that. That's going to do it for us here. Uh, For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Benner. This has been Anti Up. We'll catch you next time.